Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Michael Colomb here with Mimosa with Michael, and I have a really awesome guest this week. I have Jasmine Shojai. Did I say that right? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. It's been a very interesting year for me, but I'm doing good. <laughs> so what's so cool about this show is um, I do I do pre-record ahead of time, but you are in Australia, and I'm in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. <laughs> So we are 17 hours apart. So you are technically in tomorrow, and I am in yesterday for you. Just so yeah, that. it's kind of funny. Um, I've been to Los Angeles in the U.S. before, and it is kind of funny because when we arrived in L.A., we kind of felt lucky in the sense we gained another day. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? A day of life or something. <laughs> so it was really cool. Yeah, it's like it's like you get that time back. So like if I go to if I go to Australia, I lose that time. I like lose a day of my life. Yes. When I come back, I that's, get, yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> so you you're a model, you're a cover model, and uh, yep. So we're gonna talk about that, and then I know that you also won Australia's Next Top Model. Is that correct? Am I saying that right? Um, it was the Australia's Top Glamour Model Search, and sure. they really focused on um, all sorts of glamour models as such, like FHM models, um, girls who pose for Playboy, um, for Penthouse, and all those sort of magazines. So, so how did you get into modeling? Is that like something you fell into? Is it something you had kind of wanted to be when you were younger? Um, like I always felt inspired since I was a teen teenager to do modeling. Um, ever since I was a little girl, actually, I really liked models and what they were doing. Like I watch a TV, I would see these models and other celebrities and I think, wow, these people are really cool. Like I would just love to be like them. And, um, it wasn't until I was 22 when I got out of, um, a very bad time in my life actually that I decided to do something spontaneous and that spontaneous decision was modeling and I did my very first photo shoot and I basically never looked back. You're like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, it. it was a very good time. And so what has been one of your favorite photo shoots? I'm sure, I'm sure you like them all. So I, I don't like, what are some of the ones that you really enjoyed? Um, I mean, the first one that just comes to mind, and it's not to say that it was like my favorite one, but I guess it's right up there, was my first Playboy cover shoot. So yeah. that was really cool. Um, I had the opportunity to obviously be on the cover of Playboy Croatia, and this was back in 2018. Yeah. And it was just a very fun experience. I it was a little bit nerve wracking at first because they had a little, they had a television crew from Naked News. And I was there posing nude in front of all these people. So it was kind yeah. of um, nerve wracking in that sense. But like, I think 15 or 20 minutes into it, I was having a lot of fun and feeling very relaxed. I can imagine you're like, you're, you think you're going to do a photo shoot and then maybe three or four people. And then this crew comes up and you're like, well, 
So, but I, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's like, because I know like when you're, when you're naked, there's like a vulnerability that, you know, a lot of people don't realize because you're like, you're seeing everything. So you're vulnerable, but I'm glad that you were able to get past that, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Like it makes me feel, it makes a lot of women feel empowered when they do those types of shoots. Um, if you talk to any other playmate or playboy model, um, they say the same thing. It's more of a confidence and empowering thing rather than the other way around. Of course, in saying that like everyone is different. So, you know, people do things that make them feel good and, you know, posing for playboy and, being a professional model was one of the things that makes me feel confident and it's something that I'm very passionate about as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you get uh, Did you get to go to the Playboy Mansion? Oh, my gosh. I've been asked that so many times and I've never actually had the chance. Um, it's really funny because I think most of the models that do go um, to the Playboy Mansion, so I've heard anyway, yeah. um, are the ones that are involved directly with US Playboy or I think even Playboy Mexico. I'm not too sure. So a lot of my – all of my Playboy appearances, um, although I pose for Playboy like 10 times, they've all been for international editions. So uh -huh. – um, um, I do remember at one stage getting um, a notification from my PR regarding Playboy USA about opening opportunities and um, they actually did want to see my work. Um, but at that stage, we, we hadn't heard anything back and it was like, oh, I think I remember being told by several industry professionals that I think for, for the most part, a lot of these magazines, especially Playboy US or even going to like the original Vogue, uh, they have a lot of um, incoming traffic. So it's a very, it's a very competitive, you know, thing. In other words, they have a lot of people wanting to be inside the magazine and I guess they can only choose ever so many. So it, de it hasn't like put my confidence down or anything. If, if anything, it, it's empowered me more to do better. And um, yeah, from what I've heard from other industry professionals who have attended, yeah. The Playboy Mansion. Um, yeah, they say the events are very cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I've, I've never been. I've had friends, tons of friends that go, but um, I just hear that the mansion, the mansion itself, is like very spectacular. Like like the pools have like a waterfall and stuff. And I was like, it just seems like like a really just cool place to go and 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 hang out with people. So I've never been either. So so there you go. Uh, but it is a huge deal. I believe that you've been on the cover. Like that's mm -hmm. that's so fascinating and amazing. How did you get that? Can you talk about that? Well, it was a very, it was actually a very straight um, forward opportunity in a way. I have been, I mean, before I did my first Playboy cover, I had already done Playboy a few times. Okay. Um, I had already done other magazines. I was already modeling. So I guess the foundation was there and we were networking with a lot of people already by that stage. Um, so we had some contacts in Canada and we organized a photo shoot and submission with photographer Anthony Randall and he obviously had been working with magazines like Playboy Croatia already for a while. So it's like we had the foundation there. It was just a matter of obviously physically getting to Canada and then organizing this uh, photo shoot and that you know, happened with time. And I have to say it was one of the best decisions I made. Whilst going to Canada, I also um, toured the United States. So that was a lot of fun as well. 
So, so that leads me to two questions. So my one question is, is as a, as a model, you, you've probably traveled to many places. So I would, I want to know what one of your favorite places that you got to shoot and then you toured the U S. So what, um, what were some of your places here in the U S you got to visit? I saw Los Angeles, um, Las Vegas, and Seattle, where my U.S. management team is actually based. So I did a lot in all of those cities. It was a very, very, like, jam-packed tour, but I had so much fun. And it was like, it got me experience, um, contacts as well, and it gave me a lot of nice memories. Um, the 2019 tour wasn't as long, but it was still very productive. So I look back at those things and say, wow, I, I, I'm so glad that I did that. It was something that I'll never forget, and obviously I've gained a lot from it. Um, I think for the most part, especially with a lot of these men's magazines there's more opportunities outside of australia and for me because i'm very passionate about what i do it was like not even a question it was more like okay this is what i want what do i need to do next so even before the tour actually or physically happened there were a lot of things a lot of ideas in mind a lot of planning that happened and therefore it um you know it began and a lot of people get a misinterpretation that these things take only a few weeks to organize when really they don't yeah. it you know it may seem that things will go fast which personally speaking it did but it takes time so i can easily say a few months worth of organization um, went into that yeah i guess well, i guess when you look at the final product it's kind of like when we, when we make a movie because you know i work in film and it's like there's all the months of planning and then there's the making the movie and then there's the editing it. You just watch the final product, you know, for two hours and you're like, eh. it's the same. It's like, you see the picture, but you don't realize it's like the, the planning of it. And then you got to get there. And then, you know, you have to with your makeup and all that stuff. So there's all these like little steps that get, but you just see the final product. So. Exactly. Not- exactly. So there's a lot of things that go into it. And yeah, um, it's so funny because the organization is the most, draining and most longest part in my opinion but when you're actually there on set it just you have so much fun but the time just goes so fast exactly and so then how, how does something like that differ from your experience when you did the um the talent uh, uh, the modeling show because it was an actual show right so it's a little different um the glam model search was kind of like based on videos and just like a physical event so a lot of the time the the director the person who actually organized the whole show he actually the whole competition i should say he all he basically did like a a tour across australia so i think for me i was based in canberra um but for some reason they couldn't you know they couldn't get to canberra and i was like oh my gosh i really really want to do be a part of this so i went and did my bit in another city and it was really funny because um at that time and i remember this so well um the a lot of the models um who were you know in the competition were already like really established and you know what i don't don't know what it was maybe it was just my optimism but i really felt like i had had potential and that i really wanted this 
So I look back and I think, well, if I didn't have that sort of mindset or that passion to move forward, I wouldn't be where I am. Um, so, yeah, despite all of the, I guess, the, the thoughts that a person just starting out may have when they enter a competition, um, I basically just pushed forward and had a really great time. So um, it was great because it was one of those competitions where I think um, most of the girls actually did get recognition, like everyone was put into like a calendar at that time. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I was Miss July from memory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, That's a good month. Yeah, so. it's really fun. <laughs> That's so cool. How fascinating. And so then what's yeah. on the horizon? What's on the horizon for you? Have anything else coming up for the future? I have a lot coming up. Okay. And I have to say, um, when I say it's been an interesting year, I have to say it's been a very a very up and down sort of year. Like a lot of things, I guess, for lack of a better description, just happened. Or maybe a lot of things happened which, you know, maybe shouldn't have. But I think, you know, without sounding too, um, you know, restricted here, I think a lot of people are you know, whether they're doing modeling or something else, I kind of in the same position. So yeah. I always tell myself that I think we, we all kind of just got thrown into the same boat. And yeah. yeah, moving forward, I'm working on a lot of projects, one of them being my reality web series. So it's like a developing project because of how delayed things are but you know sooner or later we'll get there and um fans can watch episodes one and two on my daily motion channel so i'm just glad we really you know got we were able to still move forward and do something um but funny enough most of my work this year has been um more based on magazine work and interviews and i think that's because the world really wants to connect right now and just get to know everybody so i found that very um i found that to be very good positive yeah it does seem especially in this age of like covid that we're just like because we a lot of us are spending so much time alone i know your your country's probably handling different than ours but a lot of us here are just so, so hungry for attention because we're spending so much time alone, especially in the first few mm-hmm. months of the pandemic. So uh, it's nice to be able to have, I think, that outlet that people can can find a way to connect. And so tell us a little bit about your, your reality TV show. Cause I, um, I saw- so my reality... So it's, 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 as I said before, it's a developing projects. So I think there's a lot of room for bigger storylines or bigger events or, you know what I mean? It's just something that's obviously going to get better with each episode. Um, but the good news is I've spoke to a lot of other um, people I know in the industry. So we have some really cool ideas, um, which I don't want to reveal just now. Yeah, but um, for the most part, it will be about documenting about what I what happens behind the scenes, um, you know, what I do um, in between photo shoots perhaps, um, how I feel about each and every experience that I do as I talk to the camera. So in a sense, I think, it, you know, it is a bit of a documentary in a way, but at the same time, um, that's how I kind of wanted to portray it as something that... Um, documents what I'm up to and who I am and so on. Um, but, yeah, we have a lot of, like, bigger ideas for the future. And I think, um, as my team agrees with me, 2020 is just mm-hmm. the beginning. It's yeah. um, 
there's just so much more to come and um, we feel that next year there will be bigger opportunities or there will just be a chance to develop project projects like this even more. Yeah, and what's, and what's good about, I mean, not good specifically, but like what sort of happened, I think, with the pandemic is like it gave it the, everybody a chance to sort of like stop and regroup and be like, oh, okay, well, what wasn't working? What was re-? And I think, I think now going into the second half, I mean, really the fourth quarter of 2020 is like, okay, we learned from all these things that we happened and now facing the, the last quarter of the year, going into the following year, it's like we know what avenues we need to do. I'm finding that with a lot of artists. I think, I think being able to find some these positives out of something that was so, not, I mean, a negative in a, is, is I think one of the most fascinating things about being an artist is like, you know, yes, this happened. Yes, we all have to go through it, but it's like, instead of it holding us down, it's like, what can we do? How can we create? How can we move forward? How can we learn from it? So that's actually really kind of cool. That's um, yeah, is there, is there a, a cover of a magazine you haven't been on, but you'd love to be on? Um, yeah, I mean, I could easily name a few, um, in all honesty. I'd love to be on the cover of Playboy US or even Playboy Mexico as they have a really, really big brand and network. Um, I'd love to be on the cover of Vogue, um, Maxim, um, Harper's Bazaar. Um, and funny enough, like, I did get published, um, in a Middle Eastern publication um, not so long ago. Um, and it's really funny because I'm, I'm half Persian and I never had been published in, in any sort of like, you know, Middle Eastern magazine or brand. So that was my very first one, funny enough. And I guess I never really thought about it that way. But, um, yeah, to be published in even like Vogue Arabia would be like, I think, a really cool thing. Um, cause they have some very interesting things going on. I've seen bits and pieces of, um, the magazine and it's definitely a fashion mag like the original Vogue, but it's, it's got a different touch to it. It's very interesting. So, um, yeah, a lot of, like I said, a lot of positive things have come out of this year. I guess it's all about perspective and how you look at it, but I definitely agree. I think for the most part, a lot of people have kind of, regroup themselves and said, okay, what do I need to do? What do I really, I guess, deserve in life? And then, you know, we've all at least started to make the necessary steps to move forward from there. Oh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, You said something earlier that I wanted to touch on again, um, and it was about you doing your photo shoot when you were uh, nude and then the crew would come in, and you said eventually you felt empowered. So I want want to to explore that a little bit more about – how do you feel empowered and then how can you help other women, you know, feel empowered about uh, being a woman and, and feeling um, beautiful about themselves? Does that make sense? I think it can be really hard, especially with social media these days. I think yeah. it can be more difficult for young girls, but you know, I think age should really come into the factor because there's women of all ages who don't feel happy with themselves for any sort of reason. And it doesn't have to necessarily be old. I don't, I don't think I look beautiful. It could be other reasons, um, especially being a domestic violence victim myself. I can understand when outside influences such as a partner can make a person feel very, very bad. Yeah. And it's really funny because um, I'm studying business at the moment and I kind of picked up this book on the side which talks about 
just really practical things, but it's it's a very bright book and it's very it's still factual. It's not just about positivity. And some of the things it states in there, um, it's more based on a professional um, sort of terminology, but it kind of relates to anything, even like family environments. But, yeah, moving forward, it talks about how a environment, like who you directly work with or I guess who you directly interact with will be your environment and therefore will impact your happiness and success. Yeah. So not, I'm not trying to say people should blame whoever's around them, but I guess if you're in an environment which seems toxic, whether it's work or whether it's personal, you need to question whether or not, you know, that's the right thing for you or for anyone for that matter. And anyway, going back to the photo shoots, yeah, like I've never really had a toxic environment. It's always been very positive, very professional, very empowering. And I guess it all makes sense because, you know, if that wasn't the case, I certainly wouldn't be a model right now. I would have turned away eventually. And I think that's the same with everybody who's in um, the creative industry. And, yeah. yeah, no, it was a very, very empowering um, experience and I really enjoyed the whole thing. I, I get what you're saying about social media because um, I'm a little bit older. I'm, I'm in my 40s, my early 40s. But, like, I, I am on social media and I see, like, all these, like, young hot guys that, like with, with their shirts off and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't be like that, you know. And it's like, and you see on dating apps and it's like, it's like how do you kind of compete with all that? It's like I'm supposed to feel empowered by who I am but, like, Society is telling me that I have to be empowered by this. And I know that's much more prevalent for women than it is for men. So, I mean, how can, how can women feel empowered with all of this, like, this, this negative talk around them? Because I think that's so important that women nowadays, it's mostly in 2020, need to feel more empowered than ever, you know? I think it can be a very complicated answer because um, I remember go, even going back to this book, well, it's just been – it's. It's kind of like I was reading this book and I knew these things already, but these kind of got reinstated in a more clear and powerful way. But it even talks about your values and everyone's values is different. And obviously if you have your values in clear picture to yourself and you follow them, then automatically you're going to be happy. So for a lot of women, um, one of their biggest values may be having the perfect hair, right? And if they can't have that, that's automatically like automatically or naturally going to make that person feel bad so I guess like one of my biggest tips for women is not to feel bad or guilty why something you know doesn't go right and then they feel bad because I think that's an automatic you know what I mean if you are very concerned about your skin and that's a very valuable thing for you especially if you had like some sort of problematic um, skin issue, then you shouldn't have to feel bad as to why, you know, you're concerned about that. But in saying that, you know, I guess in anything, be practical. If things aren't working out the way they are, um, I guess question it, regroup, and then move forward. And as I was saying, the environment that you're in plays a huge role in how you feel as well. So as much as you can go onto social media and be maybe somewhat jealous of what these other people are having. I mean, you can ask yourself, okay, do I want these things? And then if you do, you know, obviously go and um, achieve that. Yeah. 
But again, it comes down to you and it comes down to your environment. So if your environment is actually preventing you from being a more happier person, then that's just not cool. So it's really funny. Like a lot of these things I think I knew deep down, but through COVID and through, you know, any sort of studies that I did, I kind of realized it even more of how important these things are. So I think a lot of women and men, and even like young people, like teenagers may, it may, it doesn't hurt to kind of know this because as you grow up, you want to be able to have just a happy and at least a somewhat smooth life. So yeah, yeah, again, social media can be very problematic. And I I do hear a lot of like, it's, you have to understand, I I think people say this, it's like, there's like your social media life and then there's your real life. And of course, people are going to always post the best, you know? So I think, I think you're right and when you're saying it's it's really it's it's a mindset and realize and like we're gonna better we're definitely gonna put our best forward on social media and but like you can't let that that moment on social media shape the way that you look at things right it's really a mindset I think yeah I think that's important it is, it is. yeah and I think I think it's very important for for young women to 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 hear that mostly because um, I think they do feel shamed in a lot of ways and i and i it's it's good to hear someone like you say that and be like no no it's okay like you have to love you for who you are and realize that like if you're around these things that don't that don't work like if you're in a bad relationship or with people that work you it's okay to remove those things and be stronger than that yeah exactly it's it's sometimes um you know it's sometimes the only thing you can do in, in a sense i mean I another thing I realized the other day and I'm kind of happy to to really share this actually because I think it was again another moment of realization for me because I'm only 26 you know I I have had a bit of life experience but not you know necessarily as much compared to to other people and I guess like there were things this year that I wasn't so happy about I mean mostly good things but then of course we all have our disappointments And for some of those disappointments that I had, it came to a point where I just couldn't, I I suppose, deal or tolerate with that anymore. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes life just brings you to that point. And you'll know it as a person. You'll know, okay, wow, I'm, this is just going beyond me. And it's at that point, as the words say, when you reach that point, that you need to just make a decision whether to fix a situation or unfortunately move forward. And yeah, sometimes it's not about decisions, but like life, I guess, will tell you. It will lead you to a place and then at that moment or at that point, as I've repeated, you know, you'll need to make um, some strong decisions. But yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that because I don't think it's normal to have a life where it's just one straight line and you never have any bumps or turns. So it makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. No, trust me. The older I get, the more I realize it's it's, life is always sort of deviating. Like you might have a straight goal in mind, but that road is going to, you're going to take all these detours to get there. But I mean, sometimes I think those detours can be fun. And I think one of the things you all that people need to remember is there may be things that you don't have control over, but there are definitely things that you do have control over. And sometimes it's just as simple as changing a mindset or a perspective the way you look at things. And I think that's, I've been hearing that a lot from people, especially in the, in the sort of climate that we're in. And I think that's so important because like, 
we're all in this this together. Like, you know, you in Australia are dealing with it. We in the United States are dealing with it. And it's, we, so we all have like this kind of even common ground, right? And I think that's why people are like so eager to reach out because it's like, I see you and you totally get what I'm going through, right? And it's it's so universal. Yeah. And I think I think now is a perfect time for for artists because um, people are hurting, and it's not because um, it's. I mean, really, it's mostly just because life threw everybody a big curveball, you know. And it's like now now we're all like, okay, we're all even, we're all figuring this out together. And it's like now I think the perfect time to create. So um, I really wish you all the best. I appreciate you coming on on the show and and, and talking about yourself. And I'm really excited. So where can people find you? Um, yeah, so I'm on several places on social media. Um, for my reality web series, most importantly, all um, that um, fans have to do is to head on to Daily Motion and search Jasmine Shojai TV. Okay. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Jasmine Shojai Model. And on Twitter, I'm Jasmine underscore Shojai. So um, I tend to promote my channels on, you know, all over the place. So yeah. most likely um, people will be able to find all the different platforms I have. Yeah, and we'll link everything in the show notes. So do you have any, any yeah. advice you'd want to give anybody before we wrap up? Because I'm going to tell you, this 30 minutes goes by really fast. Okay. Um reach for the stars and you'll be there among them. And it makes perfect sense. Um, just quickly, another two ways of wording that is that if you aim high, even if you don't exactly reach that height, the chances are, or the facts are, especially if you believe in yourself, you are going to get close. Because if I say, you know, if I'm on a running track and I say, okay, I'm going to reach that tree, which is only maybe a few meters away, yeah. the chances are I'm going to reach that tree or maybe, you know, not really reach that far if I'm not a really good runner. But if I aim further, even if I'm not that athletic, I'm going to make it past that tree and that's the really interesting thing about your mind and then what you physically do and you know a last another way of looking at this and I realize this of a lot of people unfortunately um even young people sometimes which really disappoints me because I think you know when you're young you should be trying to do the best that you can yeah. and when I when you look at people sometimes I say you know, for multiple reasons. It could be their environment. It could be something else. They say, okay, I'm not really going to do this. I want to do something similar because, oh, I don't think I can do it. But yeah. see, that's a very bad outlook. So if you think of it as a bullseye on like a, or like a target, if you say, okay, I'm going to shoot a, an arrow, but I'm going to aim just right next to the top to, to the middle target because I don't think I could get to the target. Yeah. What's probably going to happen is you're going to get the mark that you're aiming for or you're going to get a little bit away from the mark, yeah. which I find that really stupid. You may as well aim for your target and, again, chances are that you'll get there or you'll get close to yeah. your yeah. main target. So, again, it's all about reaching out for what you really want and what you really deserve. Oh, that, is, that is a beautiful sentiment. Thank you for sharing that. Again, everybody, thank you so much to Jazz no for being the show. Um, again, I wish you all the best. I think next year, 2021, we're going to see you in a lot more magazines. I feel very, very confident with that. So.
I'm going to send you good, positive energy for, for Bigger Better magazines, uh, Playboy US, everything. It's going to happen. Cause that's, cause I, cause I definitely, know that's, definitely. <laughs> that's, cause that's like where you've been, that's your, where you've been focused, you know, like that's your target. So you're aiming for it. That's your bullseye. So good luck with exactly. everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. So everybody, this is Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael. You can find us on, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast. Um, we're also going to be on IGTV and YouTube. So, uh, look for Melissa with Michael and please go support Jasmine Shoya. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. Okay, you have a great day. Thank you.